You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Are you looking for a podcast that's a little bit out of the ordinary, a little bit crazy, and a little bit on the rambunctious side? Well, if I got something for you, it's called Vitamin Geek Podcast. My name's Corey Keelan. I'm the host and creator of Vitamin Geek Podcast, and I'm here to invite you to listen to my show. Each episode, I'm coming to you with whatever I think is important at the time. Maybe it's a new movie. Maybe it's a comic book. Maybe it's horror. Maybe it's drag queens. Who knows? I love to talk, and I'd just love to get you guys involved in the conversation. I invite you all to check out my Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Vitamin Geek Podcast. I would love to hear your feedback. So please join me and check us out here, Vitamin Geek Podcast, here on the ESO Network. Hello and welcome again to the Monster Sci-Fi Show Podcast. I am your host, The Monster, and I'm recording my sci-fi news for this week in my backyard again. Not the TV show that it had to watch with my children called The Backyardigans, but I'm in my backyard again. You see the difference? I do. Anyway... So I have my usual big three sci-fi news topics, which I'm going to be talking about, which is going to be starting off with a reboot of the animated series Reboot. Okay. We have Michael B. Jordan and Michael Shannon. So a tale of two Michaels in a remake of Fahrenheit 451, which is coming to HBO in May. So I'll talk about that as well. And lastly... Uh, earlier this week, actually last weekend, there was news about Kevin Smith's uh, health condition in which I was going to talk about that briefly and talk about my own health scare. And then on top of that, something else happened just recently that I'm going to be adding to that. So there's a whole bunch of other things that I want to talk about that also happened during the week. But because I'm behind on getting this podcast out, I'll save that for next week. So let's get started with Reboot. If you've never heard of Reboot, you've missed out on a great TV series. This was back in 1994. This was the first time that an actual computer was being used in the making of a TV series. So I'm not going to get into the details other than it was a great series It lasted for four seasons, and the details are a bit, not so much sketchy, but after the third season, um, there was a delay, or at least kind of an unresolved storyline that when I saw this on the Cartoon Network, it was an amazing fourth season. And basically, the series ended with a musical number kind of like a la Pirates of the Penzance, kind of retelling the whole series, but as a musical. And I thought that was just absolutely freaking amazing. Now, why (laughs) are they planning to do a reboot of this great animated series? Well, one, you would think, hey, we have 
better graphics now. We can make it even better than the reboot original series, right? One would think that was the case. And again, you can hear noise in the back. Cats are fighting. So my apologies. <laughs> but the trailer shows that starts off with high school kids being sucked into this computer-generated world, and they're in suits that kind of look like Power Rangers. We do get a, a character that is the heavy that was in the original series, which is Megabyte, but we don't know if you're going to get Bob or Enzo or Hexadecimal, um, any of the, the characters that, that came before. We don't know what's going to happen, but it just seemed, it's like, you just had Jumanji just recent in which a bunch of teens play the video game and get sucked into the video game world, except that wasn't computer generated, but more like a live action-ish game from their perspective. But this is the exact same premise, but they're more in a Power Ranger suit a la Tron, if you want to put it that way. So, I'm not really crazy about this. The only thing that I could say that maybe is positive that is coming on Netflix soon. So, we're really not going to be paying for this, but I have a feeling I will be paying for this with my time, in which I will pull out the last bit of hair that I have somewhere in my head, hoping to dear God... Why is this series happening in the first place? But in fairness, I will be watching it, and I'll, we'll talk about that when the time comes. And that won't be until later this month. So we shall see. All right, so let's move on to our next topic, which is going to be about Fahrenheit 451. If you're not familiar with this book, there was a movie that came out. And the premise was books were illegal. And you had firemen burning books. That was their job. Their job was to find these books and basically burn them. And you would have one fireman, his name is Guy Montag, who basically is starting to have doubts about what he is doing. And in the course of the story, at the end, he was able to find living books, people who memorize books, kind of like um, the Book of Eli. Think of it that way, in that sense. And that's an amazing, amazing story if you have not watched Book of Eli. But before then, you had this. So people wanted to save books, and they memorized it all to memory every single word. And being that this was Ray Bradbury's work, one of the people that Guy met was the person named The Martian Chronicles. Hi, I'm Ray Bradbury, The Martian Chronicles, which was kind of an in-joke because he wrote The Martian Chronicles, so I thought that was very clever. Now, the reason why I even bring up this movie, aside from the fact that we have Michael B. Jordan, who... If you have not seen Black Panther playing Killmonger, steals this movie. Michael Shannon is in the latest movie called Shape of Water. 
So you have these two great actors coming together to do this really great movie. But the reason why I bring this up is because it has really a special connection to me. As you may or may not know, I am a librarian. And back in 2011, I was laid off basically from that whole financial crisis that happened to many Americans. So when I was able to get my job back in 2012, there was another round of proposed budget cuts that was about to happen again. And I felt at one point I didn't want to be part of the protesting because when I got laid off or before then and hours got cut, there was no protest. There was no outrage. So I was really kind of not feeling it. Even though I just got my job back, I didn't feel like I should be protesting with everyone else. Where were they when I lost my job? But after some time had passed, there was a rally being held at a, it was a former, it was referred to as Parrot Jungle, that was Pinecrest Gardens. So there was going to be a library rally there in which they were going to show Fahrenheit 451. And up to that point, again, didn't feel like I needed to fight to protect my job. But I came to the realization that I had to. And to not only come up with whatever ideas, but to also talk in front of the Board of Commissioners to tell them about my experience, about being laid off, and the hardship that not only myself, but the 111 or 13 people also that were going to be let go again. So watching that movie really kind of helped inspire me to basically fight for my job. And if you listen to my Page 49 podcast, I believe it's the Star Trek 50th anniversary in which you can hear the speech that I did in which I talked about um, the needs of the many outweighing the needs for the few. So I was very proud of that moment. But this movie, Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit 451, was a big theme because, again, a lot of the situations that we're dealing with was we we're going to close down libraries, then somehow reallocate all these books into these smaller branches, which was impossible. So the one answer you had to do was, well, you're going to have to burn these books. So the Fahrenheit 451 rang true to me back then. Still rings true every year when you have banned book week. I'm eager to see this new version of it. And I remember even before this movie, there were plans to remake Fahrenheit 451, in which that was going to be by, I believe, Mel Gibson, all before he had the meltdown. <laughs> so that would not have worked out. But, you know, he's kind of gotten back on track-ish a bit. So... Um, that comes out in May on HBO, so although I don't have a subscription right now, 
I probably will then, just for that movie. So again, 451 is a, an incredible, moving story about a society dealing with keeping society dumb and not having information. I'm proud to be a librarian because I will fight to protect everyone's rights to have free access to information. So, all right. So the last thing I will talk, be talking about again is the Kevin Smith um, health situation. So last Sunday, I believe, he was doing a stand-up special. He was doing his first show, and he did great. And, and after that, after the first show was done, he started to feel not great. He was feeling, feeling very sweaty and, and just could not feel like he can catch his breath. So basically, it came to the point where he had to be taken to the hospital, which he found out that he was dealing with a massive heart attack. So luckily, his life was saved by having a stent implanted in him. And it just reminded me, you know, again, I'm not making this about me. I'm just using his story as a way of telling my story and how important it is for you to take care of your health. Now, when I got married to my wife, we, my wife and I had already been married for a couple of years and we were living in Orlando. And I remember an incident in which I was having problems breathing. Now, I am an asthmatic and we had three cats. And unfortunately, I was having a very bad asthma attack. Normally, I can control it with whatever sprays or Benadryl or whatever. None of that was helping me. And I panicked to the point where I'm like, I'm trying to tell her, my wife, to call the, the ambulance to, to help save me. So I'm standing up. I'm trying to do everything to stay calm. And I hear the ambulance coming. And literally as they enter into the apartment, I collapse into their arms, literally. So next thing I know, I'm kind of groggy. I'm in the ambulance. I just hear things, and then I'm, I blacked out again. Next thing I know, I'm in an emergency room. Of course, I hear my wife. I, I hear doctors. I can't talk because I have a tube down my throat. So basically, I had respiratory failure. And it wasn't as if I felt, uh, you know, I'm going to have my life flash before me or anything like that. It was just like I was talking or looking at what was around me, and then everything went black. I didn't feel any pain. It just, I just went black. So I can only imagine what it might have looked like on the outside. Of course, my wife would know because she was there about what happened to me. And I'm not going to get into the details because it's too traumatic. But the reason why I bring that up, because as I was sitting or lying in the bed in the hospital, I was thinking about my life up to that point. 
I was hesitant about having kids because I was fearful of becoming like my biological father, who I did not like. I felt like I was going to be a lot like him with his temperament, and I, I was scared. I didn't want to be that kind of man. But at that time, you're really contemplating about your life, what you wanted to accomplish, what you want to do. And I made a decision after that to have a family. Now there have been kind of seeds already planted when I left my job at Borders to a publishing house company, in which there was like a, a family picnic. And being in Orlando, their picnic was at Universal Studios. So I didn't go because I was working, but I saw uh, my coworkers' families' pictures all over the wall, and I felt really sad that I didn't have that. That I didn't have a family to be there, and that was the first thing that came to my head while I was thinking about in in the hospital. So, you know, lo and behold, almost. Eighteen years later, I have two kids. I have a daughter who just turned seventeen in January. My son is going to turn twelve in June, <laughs> and that brings up another situation because I thought that was going to be the end of the story. And again, just using my point about how important it is to take care of yourself and. Use the time that you have now to do what you want to do out of life, whatever that may be. So Thursday night,、uh, my wife was off from work, and she was going to take my daughter to get her learner's permit. So I get a text with her picture holding her li- her、uh, learner's permit card. Very proud moment. I said, you know, do you want to go and get ice cream at、uh, Swenson, which is a It used to be one of our favorite ice cream shops, until the management changed a bit. But since we're just going there for ice cream, it was just more of a celebratory thing. So、um, it was already getting late. By the time we got there, it was like almost nine o'clock. But again, I didn't care about the time. But as we were talking, you know, my daughter was complaining, at least to me, about having kind of chest pains and how it hurts. Every time she took a breath, and I didn't really think too much about it. So she was fine; she wasn't having an asthma attack or anything like that. But it was just getting progressively worse. So as the time went on, we finished it.、Uh, our we finished our ice cream, and as we we're heading back, she was getting more and more agitated with the pain. So we take her to urgent care, and basically all her. Primary functions are fine. There's no problems with the heart. Chest sounds clear. Blood pressure is normal. Her blood oxygen levels are fine. But it was per their suggestion to take her to an emergency room so they can have more extensive tests. So we wound up taking her to the emergency room, and basically we just, my wife and I, were at the hospital with our daughter, having the different tests run on her. So we were there very late in the, into the night, and 
basically they couldn't find much in the way of any problems other than there was something about um I forgot the name of the the, the name of the chest pain they gave it so it seems some kind of internal thing but you know that came out of the blue because it wasn't as if she had any injuries that caused that before so again i i bring this up because things like this happen out of the blue and without a moment's cause your life can change not that i was worried about what was happening to my daughter not that i was fearful of what might have happened if things gotten worse i was just curious as to what was going on with her so i'm grateful that everything is okay and it will take time for that to heal whatever that thing is you know like in kevin's case he got lucky in my case i got even luckier and in my daughter's case she was lucky that nothing else was serious with her so you know, knock on wood for all the good health that we have, but try to be proactive. I need to be more proactive. You know, I do my running when I can, and I have not because, again, I'm trying to get rid of whatever congestion that I have before I run, and then trying to stay to a committed track and be persistent. Because, again, Sometime next year, I want to do my, my at least a half marathon run again. So I'm feeling like I'm always getting two steps ahead and always three steps back. But like Alfred would say, why do we fall, Bruce? So we get to pick ourselves up. And that's what I have to do. And I hope that your health, wherever you may be, if you listen to my podcast, you don't take for granted. So again, there was a lot more stuff that I was going to talk about that happened during the week, like Wreck-It Ralph 2, the trailer that came out, and a bunch of other great stuff, but I will leave that for next week. But before I go, I do want to give you some good news in which, because I belong to the ESO Network, I'm very happy to hear that the ESO Network is now on Patreon. So, I will be producing special content for our network that you will not hear through iTunes or through Lipson or the Stitcher or anything like that. It is going to be exclusive to Patreon. So, if you go to www.patreon.com forward slash ESO Network, You can go there, sign up. I'm not asking you to spend a whole lot of money, but if you like what I do and you like what others do for our network, please give us your support. So I'll leave it at that. Again, if you don't remember that address, it will be on my show notes. So you can always click there and it will take you to our site. Okay, so I just finished up Star Trek Discovery Season 1 Review with Gene and Tony. And it's over two hours long. So if you have not seen it, if you have not finished that series, do so and then listen to our commentary. I think you'll have a great time with it. I had a great time doing it, but it's over two hours long. So be prepared to have 
be prepared to dedicate some time to listen to us. Doesn't have to be all in a row, but it's worth your time. So I'm very happy that came together. Again, I had to produce this real quick in light of what had happened to my daughter yesterday or Thursday night. So I, I'm still wanting to produce enough content to keep you guys going. And it's not just for you, but it's also for me to kind of get that built up information to be put out into the verse. So, but thank you. I, I really do, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate you listening to my podcast. So again, you can always email me at monstersci-fi-show at gmail.com. You can follow me on the various social networks. So again, thank you for listening to the Monster Sci-Fi Show podcast. It's sci-fi from a certain point of view. Good night. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.